Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird Can a man be truly two different people in his lifetime? Norman A. Porter Jr. was known in Massachusetts as the callous killer who took the lives of two men in the 60s. While in Chicago, a man named J.J. Jameson was known as the city's most beloved anti-war poets and was a valued member of the West Side Church. Then, on March 22, 2005, when officials discovered that these two very different men were one and the same, he was arrested and made to answer for his crimes. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Norman Porter Jr. had a long criminal history that began with a string of robberies. On September 29, 1960, he decided to rob a Robert Hall clothing store in Saugus, Massachusetts, with a sawed-off shotgun in hand. He ordered all of the customers and employees into a back room and ordered them to give up their valuables. As one of the employees, Jackie Pigot, reached into his pocket for his cash, Norman, for reasons unknown, placed the shotgun against the back of the man's head and pulled the trigger. He was caught and sent to Middlesex County Jail to await trial. While there, Norman committed a second murder, along with an accomplice, during an escape attempt. The head jailer, David Robinson Sr., perished during the attack. They were able to escape, but only for a week. Norman was brought back to jail, his accomplice had killed himself, and made to answer for his crimes. He pled guilty to second-degree murder in both cases and was sentenced to two consecutive life terms. Now, this should be the end of Norman's story, but the way he chose to spend his time in prison would eventually shape the second half of his life in a very profound way. While serving his time, he earned his undergraduate degree from Boston University, started a prison newspaper, published poetry, and founded a prison radio station. 
he seemed to be a very productive and model prisoner. So much so that one of his life sentences was commuted by the governor in 1975. Then, on December 21st, 1985, while being held at a pre-release center, Norman Porter signed himself out to take a walk and never returned. 25 years passed and no one knew what came of Norman Porter. And over the years, he became Massachusetts' most wanted fugitive. Then, in 2005, an FBI investigator recognized a familiar face on the Poet of the Month page on ChicagoPoetry.com. This man, who looked a lot like Norman Porter, was a celebrated Chicago poet named J.J. Jameson. A quick search of fingerprints confirmed what the investigator had thought. J.J. Jameson and Norman Porter were one in the same. So, what had he been doing for the last 25 years? Well, it seemed he took his newfound college education, the one he earned while in prison as Norman Porter, and used his talents to create a pretty successful life for himself as J.J. Jameson. He hopped on a bus and headed for Chicago, where he lived as a self-proclaimed poet and activist. He had published poetry, started his own daycare center, did some political organizing, and became a very involved member of the Third Unitarian Church. However, he did fail to keep his nose completely clean. In 1989, as a man named Jacob Jameson, he was arrested and charged with drunk driving and driving without a license in LaGrange, Illinois. Then, in the early 1990s, he was arrested in Olympia, Washington for shoplifting, and in 1993, he was arrested and, more importantly, fingerprinted for theft after he wrote a check to a handyman and it bounced. It was later dismissed, but his prints were put into the system. It was this arrest that left him in the system and able to be traced back to his original crimes. At around 11.30 a.m. on March 22, 2005, Illinois State Police arrested 65-year-old J.J. Jameson at his church after a month-long investigation. He did not put up a fight and, by some accounts, seemed relieved that his life on the run had finally come to an end. But many had an argument for police. J.J. had spent over 20 years as a productive member of society. He had done good in the community and had not had another violent offense since the murders in the 60s. It seemed like Norman Porter and J.J. Jameson were two very different people. Did that account for anything? On October 14th, 2005, Norman Porter was sentenced to three additional years for his prison escape. He has had parole hearings over the years and has been denied due, in large part, to his lack of remorse. Though many, even some prison officials, remain supportive of his release. His next parole hearing will be in 2022. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 23rd. Rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host.
You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day.